This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Quick Bites. Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite Quick Bite. Obviously, I haven't died yet from COVID-19, so uh, things are on the up. Um, This episode, we're talking about mic clones and the value of a mic clone. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they in between? I, I don't know. I don't think I have any clones. Bad, bad. They're bad. Are they? Really? Mm. <laughs> I don't think so. So, you know, of course, I had to say, I had to get the first one and, you know, yeah. slip the first one in and be the controversial guy. <laughs> um, but they're only bad in the fact that if whoever built the thing isn't going to fix it when it breaks, then you're going to have to find another yeah. guy to help you fix it or learn how to solder and troubleshoot a mic circuit and fix it yourself. That's the yeah. only thing that's bad. But, you can get some screaming deals on a great sounding mic. It's just, uh, it's like getting a home built PC. Uh, you know, it's like the home built PC of microphones to me. I, I was going to say, I see them a lot, but are they as good as what they claim to be? Like, surely a, a $700, $800 U87 is not going to sound like a U87. You know how many $800 U87 clones there are? I mean, a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. I think that you get a quality microphone in the spirit of a microphone that it's targeting to be, but I agree it is not the same. And the reason why a lot of the times is that, especially with the tube mics, very often the mics that they're trying to emulate, you cannot get these tubes anymore. Yeah. They just are not available. You look at like a U67 EF80 or is it EF86 tubes or the Telefunken, the V14, these tubes are just like unobtainium. So a lot of these guys are saying, well, this tube reacts a lot like that tube. And then they throw a whole bunch of stuff about pen tube, pen toad and this side. And if you do this and, and you end up with a very good sounding mic that is in the spirit of what these mics were um, maybe even sometimes better than some old mic that is not well-maintained because you can have the same problem with some super old mic that it might be the genuine thing, but it's a nightmare because it's got dried out capacitors and everything else. And so you'll spend as much money maintaining an old mic as you will have someone trying to make it sound like it. And there's very, you know, like consistency is a fleeting thing. It's not, you know. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So is a new digital emulation of an old mic better than a new analog faked version of an old mic? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, these models are getting pretty damn good. That's right. Pretty good. They uh, they are. I, I think there's more going on with the, with the take a completely different mic, hope that it's in all aspects, better and faster and cleaner and higher dynamic range than the mic that it's trying to model and then subtractively emulate this mic that invariably has to be worse than it because you're not going to take a worse mic and make it better. And then it begets the question, well, if you have such a badass mic, why are you trying to clone anything Yes, for the character of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah, But it's like... I mean, put- this the, like the emulated mic has to be kick ass on its own without being emulating anything because it has to be superior than everything it's trying to emulate. Or just have certain features that you you might be looking for, I guess, would be the other way, the other way to look yeah. at it. But talk about like Peluso. Now, are they a clone company or how would you describe they, Peluso? They, they do their best. I mean, I have a client with a P67 
And it sounds extremely similar to one of his two U87 or U67s because he had, as two, he had two. Convinced him to sell one because it's like, dude, I mean, come on. So much money. You don't, yeah. yeah, He made six or seven grand selling it. So, yeah. But it's like, it sounded damn close. And the thing they couldn't replicate exactly was the head basket because of a patent that Neumann holds on the head basket. So, Peluso could not replicate the head basket design, which is part of the way it sounds. So, they spent a long, 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 long time on the head basket trying to get it. Peluso does not use the EF86. They they use a different. They use a different tube, and so it sounds a right. like like close, but it's not exactly the same. Does Neumann have, use the same tube in a U67? Like, if you're going to buy the, the ultimate clone, that would be the new Neumann U67. But the for eight thousand dollars, yeah, I'm not sure they do. Like, there are EF86 because but, I actually had a clone made, and 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 here's here here's what I did. I had a genuine U87, and I had it cloned to be a 67. I'm not going to say who did it because I'm actually quite unhappy with the person. Now <laughs> I know who you're talking about then. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a very good mic. And my first experience was, is he took the, he took the mic bat, he took the mic capsule and he made it a K67 instead of a KK87 capsule, which has to do mainly with just the spacing because of the voltage on the plate. He then clones the circuit using an actual EF86 tube. But the build was just utter junk. You, you, like if you handled the microphone, everything was like loose inside. It just wasn't a good build. I sent it back to him. Oh, I got a much better tube to use and it's going to um, be better. And I didn't realize it was going to be not a EF86 tube. What I get back is a very well-built mic that's great. It sounds great. I don't think it's quite as sonically accurate to the 67 that the previous one was. But I don't know that because the only thing I can compare it to is my Soundulux U99, which does have a EF86 tube in it. <laughs> um, and that mic kicks ass. And this other mic gets extremely close. That's where my experience is like you're chasing infinity. And it's like there's going to be some aspect of the mic that's not exactly the same as the thing that it's cloning. Yeah. I think of the AC Cobra too, right? How many AC Cobras? I mean, I live in, I live in LA, so I see one every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but how many yeah, of them, most are, of them are better real. than the original? Yeah, most yeah. of them yeah. are not the original. Right. And how many of them are better mechanically and, and safety, not safety, forget safety. Probably all of them. Fucking death traps. But yeah. how many mm. of them are better than the car that they were made to emulate? Probably most of them. They probably all right. have better brakes. They probably handle better. <laughs> you right. know, but does that make it a, a fair comparison to the original? Is that a close enough duplicate so but also where do you draw the line on clone because uh my microtech gefell the m92.1 s which also has the ef86 tube or valve for our english listeners um that is actually the modern version of a um um 57 so is do you class the m92.1 or um92.1 as a clone of a um 57 it kind of is. It's made by Gefell, who's very, very, very close to Neumann. They were the same company before the war. Um, I mean, it's closer to a clone. They have more rights to call it closer to the real thing because of their heritage as a company. Well, they actually um, built the uh, the, the yeah. UM57s were built in Gefell as, as Neumanns. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They have more of a right to call it. You know, it's like, how close is Telefunken USA to Telefunken? Like we bought a bunch of old parts and, we used their, and, their, and their name. Yeah. 
Sorry. Well, I mean, wow. basically, all the Neumann stuff was just rebadged from America as Telefunken. No, that's not what I'm saying. But the modern Telefunken, the company. Oh, yes, indeed. It's yeah. like a, it's it's not in Europe. It they they bought all their old parts and maybe their schematics is, but it's it is the same company. It isn't. It's hard to say. Well, you know? so actually saying that, then you've got to look at Microtech and then you look at Neumann. Microtech is closer to Neumann than Neumann. Neumann, Neumann is. is to Neumann. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yep, <laughs> you're very very correct statement. Microtech Cafel is more pure Neumann from the 30s than Neumann is. Yep. Because it was on the east, was it East Berlin? Is that what yeah, it, yeah. Like, well, they, they, it ended up on the Russian side. Yeah, and that's yeah. why they got separated because uh, George went back to Berlin after the war, and they stayed in Gefell, and they just ran those two companies until the war went up, and that was the end of that. But they were building right. the UM fifty sevens for Neumann um, right up until I'm pretty well sure the late fifties, maybe even later. But uh, really, but and, st- and shipping them across the border. Correct, and and they still they, they still have all the original uh, tooling f- to making the M seven capsule, and that's right with the with the with the mylar, right? And that's the yeah. other thing. Like, do you do you really want? Do you really truly want an M seven capsule with mylar that's going to wear out? Well, my and have problems. Mike Gefell's got it. It's got an M seven capsule and. But the is F- it the mylar? F- is it, it is it the one with the mylar? It is know? indeed. Yeah. Right. So yours, yours, yours will wear out. Yours will die. Yes, it will. Like all of us. That's true. Wither and die. <laughs> May it last longer than you. But yes. then again, the, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully not. But anyway. <laughs> but I'm also thinking about that then you say- Well, um, I want to inherit it, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only person that actually, or no, one of two people who actually like that microphone. I thought it sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, most people don't like it. I don't. I. I, I don't know why. Anyway. I think because their ears are all tuned to four sixteens and U eighty sevens. That's right. Yeah, but sharp, it, like, yeah. Yeah, but it's funny because it, it doesn't. It's not dissimilar to a U eighty seven in some respects. Even that's though that's what uh, I mean. Yeah, it's kind of. I don't know. Weird. It's kind of like you know you're just that that there's a, there's an aesthetic to the sound of those mics that's so deeply ingrained in the voiceover. Yeah, you know the Zeitgeister whatever <laughs> ephemera that, you know, we're just, we, that's why so many dang mics sound like a 41 six, you know? Yeah. And they just, they all sound so similarly voiced to a 41 six, even a road NT one, which is an unbelievably different mic. Different in every mic. respect, yeah, yeah. but is so similarly toned, toned that, out or whatever, EQ'd to a. Yeah. That was mic, still an know? epiphany to me the day we did that shootout and that large diaphragm mic sounds more like the shotgun than any mm-hmm. other mic. Yeah. Right? Just, blew my mind but if you, if you yeah. could pull another 10 mics out that would do also do the same that's yeah. what i argue like it wasn't that unique it was just but, that was the one we happened to try but gee I, yeah. I hear so many friggin mics right every day you do too robert i mean people send me their sound checks and i'm like yep yeah, yeah, that, that sounds familiar that sounds about right that's well that's kind of weird what microphone is that you know like once in a while one stands out and it's really different or just a little bit different or you can tell they're not pointing in the right direction or something but most of the time most mics have a very similar voicing overall just on average you know they're not that different from each other it's it's interesting when a mic can sway the rest of the market you know it's like i wonder if genelec speakers have swayed the market into being more kind of dark and thumpy sounding um you know compared to like ns10s what are some mics what are some monitors that would be more like a general like i couldn't even possibly tell you i'm not even sure but i think the event 2020s try to be a lot like genelex for example right 
Um, I think there's some KRKs out there. Oh, they they're more bright, aren't they? Certainly, mm. yeah, yeah. Because they because they swept the market, and then everyone was like, "I want to be like that." And the 416 did that. Mm-hmm. But the point with these microphones, and also the other side of the transducer, the speaker, is like find one you like that you know and that works for you, and stick with it and do your job. And it's not gonna like. And that works you know, every day. You turn it on, right? It's not. It's not <laughs> the mic and the speakers. I mean, it does help. It has. It's. It's necessary to have gear that that inspires you and works well for you. But don't get into that that spiral of the gear is going to fix my problems because you, you need gear that works. That's quality. But ultimately, Dependable. it's it's yeah. your it's your performance. It's your mixes. It's what you do with the gear, but the gear is not yeah. the end all. That's my problem with the clone mics in the end. It's not, you, you can get a good one and there certainly are good ones and there's some good cloners, but do you want a mic that you can back behind, you know, manufacturing techniques that have pumped out 10,000 of other ones that is consistent, that has a warranty or that actually has a known circuit that can be repaired by any technician that has repaired that mic and, Etc. 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 You know, just that—that's what you're looking for. To me, that's what a voice actor working from home should be looking for. To me, that's what I think is a priority. Unless, of course, the the person making the clone lives close by and is still alive. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> the the clone. You're you're going to get a, a quality piece, but you have to make sure that you know it, it's it's going to get serviced. And 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 I think there is more variability, like either on a good side or a bad side, you know, but like with modern manufacturing techniques in a proper factory, there's a high level of consistency coming out of those factories. Especially road. Yeah. I mean, the way they produce mics, they, they right. have a very automated robot driven assembly manufacturing process that can, each mic and is they, essentially a clone of the next, you know, yeah. right. matching microphones. And, and these, and these handmade thing. microphones, you, you, there is invariably more like more inconsistencies with it, and it's like, is that really what you want? And I'm not yeah. saying that these guys don't make great mics because they do. Like, I, I think hey. you can definitely get a quality mic from a from a clone company. Even manufacturers have to clone their own mics. Guess what it's called? A stereo pair. <laughs> right. Yeah. You sure. know, when you buy a stereo pair, notice the pricing is more than two mics, and it's not just right. the bigger wooden box, right? Is no, that they had they, to sit there they actually and lab. measure them. Yeah, they had to lab one mic, say, okay, this one's pretty damn close. Let's make the other one be as close to that one as possible. So we're going to spend some more time with I, a I think, tweaker. I'm not sure they do that. I think what they do is they make a batch and they go find ones that are as close as possible to each Probably. other. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the process they go through, but there is a process and that takes time and that costs money. So it just, all that says to me is that even in the manufacturing process, most companies have to clone their own mic if you're going to make a stereo pair. But some are no longer needed to do that. And I think Rode claims that each mic is so close. In also, the, you know, no so the Austrian audio, they, they claim as well. Austrian, okay, Austrian, yeah. Maybe that's the one that I'm thinking of most recently that made that claim. But that's the claim that they're able to make because they have the manufacturing techniques well, to do that. Right. And then if you go on the other side of the whole thing, which is like the esoteric, like, oh my God, this thing has all this color and everything else, the inconsistencies of the person who handmade and hand stretched that capsule and hand tensioned it, that's the art. That's the unique right. sound. And it's like, all right, but you're truly buying there is like 
now it's like I want the whatever microphone that Michael Jackson sang on because right. that was the one. You're buying and an it's, art. It, it's a it's a unique like these hand built mics, which I don't even know that these cloners are anymore. Maybe they are. I don't know their processes, but like you know, hand tensioning these diaphragms. My understanding Probably a lot is of these, most don't do that. Like they, they're they do, buying do by an, hand. They're buying an off the shelf chassis made mm-hmm. of brass yep. that's been made overseas most China, of the time, and then yep. the the diaphragms I think are. And many, the, the affordable ones are certainly mass produced overseas, and then they're hot rotting the electronics. As those so are the ones that I'm making, most familiar. Yeah, so with. they're not even making the diaphragms, basically. Right. So you're, but, you're, the 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 body is machine made. The diaphragm is is like basically from probably from the same line that comes off your Marshall and your Chinese microphones. Yeah. Um, Essentially, yeah. I, I know some of them claim to have the uh, CNC, and they make their Supposedly they make their own diaphragms, but, um, you know, but some of these guys are charging like, you know, like $500 for a capsule, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mike parts is, you know, they're really good ones. Even the ones you build yourself, they're not cheap. They're not $200 mics. Don't buy it to save money. Really? Buy it because it's your second or third mic and you just always wanted to have, try one of these out. That would be the reason to get one, but it would not be, not at all be my first choice for my first VO mic to go start right out with a modded or a cloned. I wouldn't, I would not go that direction Mm -hmm. personally. I, I would like first VO mic, I'd go one of two directions. You either get a solid investment mic, but not top of the line, something in the road, like a $300 decent large diaphragm mic, or maybe, uh, you know, um, NTG5. Or you just get something that you know is an absolute investment that's going to basically be a sought-after mic, and you get a 416 or a, maybe, a, if you're crazy enough, a U87 if you want to get that as your first mic. But that's pretty insane. Yeah. But but at least then you know you're buying a piece that is an absolute investment, and you're not going to put your money into a fad or something that's going to be not supported later. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a fun thing to play with. I mean, just just keep in mind, don't overspend on that first clone mic. Get a dependable product to start your your career out, and don't believe that it is truly the same, the exact same. It is a in the spirit of the mic it is cloning, but yeah. it is not the mic in the spirit of. I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there you go, clones. Send in the clones. <laughs> Send in the clones. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite recorded using Rode NTG5s and Source Connect, edited by Andrew Peters and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging with tech support from George the Tech Whittem. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say g'day, drop us a note at our website, theproaudiosuite.com.